Welcome to the Doc Washburn Show, the show that talks about what you actually care about. Minutes after each live stream is completed, the Doc Washburn Show podcast is available for download at all your favorite podcast platforms. The Doc Washburn Show is on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. This is episode 126 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. It's Monday, April 11th, 2022. What do I have in common with Scotty Scheffler, the golfer who won the Masters yesterday? For that matter, what does my wife have in common with his wife? The answer may surprise you. I'll tell you coming up on today's episode of the Doc Washburn Show. But first, yes, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. Yes, it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. No, my old employer wouldn't allow me to say that on the radio. And yes, there's all kinds of evidence out there that a lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. And yes, we must keep the January 6th political prisoners in our prayers. So this is a really different kind of talk show. We're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Now, I'm the only conservative running for governor of Arkansas, and if we raise enough, and if we raise enough money to get my message out to enough people, I will be the nominee for the Republican Party, and I will be elected governor the first Tuesday of November. Sarah Huckabee Sanders has raised $13 million. But she's out there on Facebook saying, look, I really could use uh, 5 or 10 to help me uh, buy some gas for my uh, big old tour bus. She goes to other states, and people pay five or $6,000 a plate to hear her speak for 10 or 15 minutes and say the same old speech she always uses. You think she'll be beholden to any of these out-of-state donors? I don't do that. I go anywhere in the state of Arkansas, not Austin, Texas, not Birmingham, Alabama, not Pennsylvania, not Mar-a-Lago, Arkansas, I go anywhere in the state of Arkansas where people will hear me for free. Everywhere I go, my message is received overwhelmingly positively. If I get the word out to enough people, I'll be the nominee and I'll be elected governor. I don't need $13 million. I don't even need $1.3 million. 1% of what she's raised. 130000 ought to do it. If you'd like to help, the website to contribute is electdocwashburn.com. All right. So what do I have in common with Scotty Shuffler, the golfer who won let me say it right. The golfer who won the Masters yesterday. And for that matter, what does my wife have in common with his wife? Well, let's take a look at it. So Marty Smith over at ESPN asked Scotty Scheffler yesterday, yesterday morning, A very important question. He said, Scotty Scheffler won't let golf define him, even if he wins the Masters today. Marty Smith said, I asked him on the Masters podcast 
how he's able to remain so composed no matter the stage or circumstance. My goodness, what an answer. And here is the note that Scotty Scheffler wrote. He says, if I win this golf tournament, it will change my life on the golf course, but it won't change my personal life at home. Winning the golf tournament isn't going to satisfy my soul or my heart. I know that going in, so I am able to play freely knowing that the rest isn't really up to me. I'm just going to do my best. Okay, I feel the same way about uh, running for governor. Winning the election, first winning the primary for Republican nomination and then winning the election for governor of Arkansas, won't satisfy my soul or my heart, but it will enable me to help bring justice to the people of Arkansas. It will enable me to help reorient our state government into being an entity that actually acts on do unto others as you have them do unto you, which is certainly not what they're doing now. The Arkansas state government is not trolling mothers on Facebook who are trying to sell their children's used clothes that they've grown out of because they believe in do unto others. No. The Arkansas state government is not ignoring abuse in nursing homes because they believe in do unto others. No. The Arkansas state government is not allowing child welfare workers to take children away from parents who haven't done anything wrong and then act like the parents are, presu- act like the parents are presumed guilty until they can prove themselves innocent. They're not doing that because they believe in do unto others. They're not allowing some of our veterans to be homeless instead of telling them about the federal benefits that are due them because they believe in doing to others. None of that. 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 So if I get elected governor, by the grace of God, I'll help turn that stuff around. Now, what did Scotty Scheffler say yesterday after he won the Masters? Thinking back to yesterday morning when everything was on the line, it went something like this. I didn't know what to do. I was sitting there. I was telling Meredith. I was like, I, I don't think I'm ready for this. You know, I'm not ready. I go, I don't feel like I'm ready for this kind of stuff. And I just felt overwhelmed. And so she told me, who are you to say that you're not ready? Um, who, who am I to say that I know what's best for, for my life? And so for what we talked about is, you know, that God is in control and, you know, the Lord is leading me. And um, if today's my time, then, then it's my time. And if, you know, I shot 82 today, you know, somehow I was going to use it for his glory. And, um, gosh, it was a long morning. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, you know, I don't have time to consider, my goodness, what are you doing, run for governor? Because we did this according to the book. When it became obvious that Republican primary voters wanted an alternative to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, they wanted somebody who was not going to endorse people who had said and done things that Republican primary voters find to be anathema. 
and my phone started ringing, and I kept on telling people, no, I'm not ready for this. I'm not cut out for this. And my friend Jan Morgan called and said, you don't understand. We're about to lose our country. Good people like you need to stand up and run for office. And I met with 10 or 11 people the next evening because the proverb says there's wisdom in the abundance of counselors. And it was unanimous. Yeah, you are ready for this. We hope you do it. Well, that changed everything. And that freed me up not to worry about my performance on the campaign trail. I just seek the Lord, what he would have me to do, and that's what we do. It's in God's hands. This is a God thing. So now, what does my wife have in common with Scotty Scheffler's wife? Well, here's another thing he said yesterday. He said, my identity isn't a golf score. Like Meredith told me this morning, if you win this golf tournament or if you lose by 10 shots, if you never win another golf tournament again, I'm still going to love you. You're still going to be the same person. And I saw those words, and they reminded me of my wife. Peggy has the same spirit that Meredith Scheffler has. I'm so blessed to have come to Little Rock, Arkansas in 2014 and to have somehow, by the grace of God, because I certainly don't deserve her, but somehow, by the grace of God, she accepted my proposal on September 29th, 2015, and married me May 22nd, 2016. And I'm a blessed man. I'm a blessed man. Okay, I want to say thank you uh, to my friend, State Senator Jason Rapert, for having me on his show today. We um, we taped it last Monday, and it ran today. And I got a, I got a, I think it was a private message on on Twitter. Yeah, said, listening to you on Senator Rapert's show today, you got seven votes for governor in my family. You and Jan Morgan have stood up for yourselves and Arkansas citizens time after time. Thank you. So, again, thank you to my friend, Senator Jason Rapert, for having me on his show today. I really appreciate that. I think it went very well. Okay. Having said that, Before we get into the news, let me tell you where I'm going to be. Because people ask on a regular basis, and we're trying to get it set up on our, uh, on the electdocwashburn.com website. But it's certainly on the elect Doc Washburn Facebook page. Anyway, so um, it's Friday evening, April 15th, 7 p.m. We have a uh, meet and greet at the Ward County Dance Club. Pardon me, the Ward Country Dance Club. 
There's no Ward County. <laughs> the Ward Country Dance Club, Arkansas 319 Hickory Street. A meet and greet there at 7 o'clock uh, Friday evening, April 15th. I'm told it is a country dance club with no smoking and no drinking, but lots of country dancing. I said, okay, I never heard of that before. That sounds pretty good. Thursday evening at 6, I'll be speaking at the Conway County Republican Party Monthly Meeting. That is at the Moralton Wastewater Building, 215 North Chestnut in Moralton, Arkansas. Let's see, Wednesday evening, Wednesday evening is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be live on a TV network, Real America's Voice, Arkansas Town Hall. That's going to be a Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock at um, First Church of the Nazarene in Hot Springs. Don't miss it. Wednesday evening, 6 p.m., First Church of the Nazarene, Arkansas Town Hall, Real America's Voice. Yeah, you got to be there for that. I'm told I'm going to be on uh, Ed Henry's morning show on Real America Voice at 7 o'clock Wednesday morning. Now, oh, and by the way, uh, Ben Burkwam and Heather Mullins from Real America Voice will be at the town hall meeting Wednesday evening at 6, First Church of the Nazarene in Hot Springs. Okay, Tuesday evening at 5, this is going to be a lot of fun, the Miller County Candidate Meet and Greet and Chili Cook-Off. And that's going to be down in Texarkana at the Cross Ties event venue. Haven't been to, to Texarkana yet on the, uh, on the campaign trail. Looking forward to that. This evening, Monday evening, uh, a meet and greet with the Republicans in Camden, Arkansas, at the Red Habanero restaurant on US 278. Sounds almost like that might be some Mexican food. So <laughs> that should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to that. All right, now, having said all that, on a regular basis, I check out Julie Kelly's page on Twitter because she always has new stuff to bring. And the first thing I saw had nothing to do with January 6th, nothing to do with the uh, Whitner kidnapping plot, any of that stuff. She had a tweet from a mainstream sports channel in Australia. Talking about all these athletes that are having adverse reactions to the vaccines. And I'm going to play for you. It's about a minute and a half long. And uh, forgive the Aussie accents. Try to listen close. I'm going to play for you what these guys are saying. It's like a sports show, except, you know, we're used to Sports shows in America. These guys have Australian accents. So it's like a sports show, but it's in Australia. And they're talking about 
all these adverse reactions to the vaccines among Australian athletes. And so after I play you this, I'll let you know what independent journalist Jordan Schachtel said in response. And this is on Julie Kelly's Twitter page. This is different. This is unusual. Here we go. Ollie wants to just uh, watch this space at this stage. Nothing coming out of the Port Adelaide team this morning came over. He's subbing out of the game on Thursday night for nausea slash heart reasons. He spent time in hospital and yeah, it's just a, it's a big unknown as to, as to when he will play again. It may be as soon as this week, but nothing coming out of the club. There's a stage. lot of this going on in world sport at the moment. Well, in the world. World sport. Yeah, I, I think a lot of athletes have got these issues. And are you, Brownie, referring to the booster shots and the booster contract yeah. um, the word going around. Look, it's, it's been discussed. I haven't been able to get an official line on that from anyone attached to, to Ollie Wines at this stage. But yeah, the question is being asked and put to me and, and others, including yourself, uh, by a lot of people about but a possibility of that. But it's not it's not just the heart issues. I mean, like you know, without delving into your private affairs, um, you know, you've got Bell's yeah. palsy at the moment, which hopefully yeah. you're on the back yeah. end of that. But there's a bit of that going around as well. Yeah, exactly. It's gone heart issues and Bell's palsy has gone through the roof uh, since the, the boosters and, and COVID issues. So no doubt. And we had Michael. Angelo Rucci on AW on Friday night and he said that Wines is, it's, it's a field, there's a ward filled with people with similar symptoms in Adelaide to Ollie Wines, so nausea, heart issues, so there has to be something more to it. Yeah, well, and, and just, we're not anti-vaxxers, we've all done our due diligence with our booster shots and all that sort of stuff, but there is going to have to be some study done on this, mm. not just in a sporting yeah. sphere, yeah. but uh, a, you know, like a community sphere. And, and you're right though, because we don't want to get into the space we're not experts in at all, but, but Oh, we do two hours of that every Sunday, don't we? We often do that. But when it comes to the medical side, we try and stay clear. They're not anti-vaxxers, and yet they can't help but tell you what's going on. Know what I'm saying? Jordan Schachtel responding to this, saying we need Nuremberg-style trials. They're killing people. They're killing people. The Nuremberg trials, for the younger people listening, were the trials of the Nazis after World War II who committed war crimes. And so many of them, like prison guards at the concentration camps, or so many Jews and other folks were assassinated, said, I was just following orders. Got it? So people go to hospital and they won't treat them And instead, they put them in a bed, stick them in a ventilator, and then they die. They're killing them. I had somebody tell me a few weeks ago, well, it's because of the CARES Act. It's because of that federal law that got got passed. And there's stuff in the CARES Act that gives them money for putting people on a ventilator, gives them money for COVID deaths. Um, I was just following orders. Yeah, what are we supposed to think about that? Yeah, they they do need Nuremberg-style trials. They certainly do. All right. So we got a we got a little update here. Kyle Cheney, senior legal affairs reporter for Politico, reporting this morning. Judge Bosberg. One of the January 6th judges. Now sentencing Westover's co-defendant, William Mary, 
Mary pleads for mercy, describing declining health, and says he has a dog he needs to take care of. Judge Boesberg said he's also giving, going to give him 45 days in prison. Boesberg says if people like you weren't there, then maybe the people on the front lines wouldn't have already wouldn't have attacked officers, destroyed property. Okay, the officers attacked the people. Let me see what Julie Kelly says about this. She says, more from the clown show that is the D.C. District Court, instead of being booted for overseeing a secret court that four times approved the unlawful FISA warrant on Carter Page, Judge Boesberg sending Americans pleading guilty to parading a petty offense to prison. Judge Boesberg calling January 6th nothing short of an insurrection shows no mercy for trespassers, but was very sympathetic to Kevin Kleinsmith, who got a tap on the wrist from the same judge. Now, if you're if you're thinking, now, wait a minute, Kevin Kleinsmith, who is Kevin Kleinsmith? He was an FBI agent. The FBI asked the CIA... Hey, was Carter Page one of your uh, one of your guys? CIA said yes, he was. Kleinsmith changed the answer to try to do damage against an American citizen, Carter Page, who hadn't done anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? No, let me let me refresh your memory. Let me just refresh your memory. Very short op-ed from the editorial board of Wall Street Journal, January 29th, 2021, and it says this. It's very short. Here's what it says. How can the American people take the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court seriously when it doesn't do so itself? That's our view of Friday's sentencing, again, January 2021. A former FBI lawyer, Kevin Kleinsmith, who admitted to falsifying evidence submitted to the court for a warrant to spy on one-time Trump foreign policy advisor Carter Page. Federal Judge James Bosberg spared Mr. Kleinsmith prison in favor of 12 months probation of 400 hours of community service. The judge said the evidence persuaded him that Mr. Kleinsmith likely believed that what he said about Mr. Page was true. Well, that, that's, that's not possible. The judge is lying. In their brief, prosecutors made clear how unlikely this is. The evidence of Mr. Kleinsmith's animus toward Donald Trump is considerable. As for being an honest mistake, remember that Mr. Kleinsmith changed an email confirming Mr. Page had been a CIA source to one that said the exact opposite, explicitly adding the words, not a source, before he forwarded it. In their brief arguing for prison time, prosecutors contended that Mr. Kleinsmith's behavior struck at the very core of the candor the FISA court fundamentally relies on and allowed the FBI to conduct surveillance on a U.S. citizen based on a FISA application that the Department of Justice later acknowledged lacked probable cause. Prosecutors said prison time for Mr. Kleinsmith was also necessary to deter others from committing similar crimes. Friday sentencing will fuel cynicism about two-tier justice. While George Papadopoulos served time in prison for making false statements to the FBI and a federal judge refused to drop charges against former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn after the Justice Department said they had no basis 
a top law enforcement official who abuses police powers while operating in secrecy escapes with probation. Judge Bosberg should be especially outraged by Kevin Kleinsmith's behavior because in 2020 he became the FISA court's presiding judge. With his lenient sentencing, Judge Bosberg has sent a message that FBI agents who deceive the court can get off with a slap on the wrist when they are caught. Yeah, but today he gives jail time. Today he gives jail time for somebody parading in the Capitol building. Parading. That means just walking around, not hurting a soul. Amazing. Okay, Kyle Griffin, executive producer of MSNBC, linking to a CNN article, a federal judge has signaled that she'll likely allow a group of Georgia voters to move forward with their constitutional challenge against Marjorie Taylor Greene which claims she can't run for re-election because she aided the January 6th insurrectionists. Once again, Julie Kelly to the rescue saying, no one charged or convicted of insurrection, but go on, Queen. What do we have next? Next, we have... Better than any other example I can think of in the world... The con artist. What I've learned about con artists is, as far as they're concerned, you never give up the con. You never give up the con. And that is coming up in mere moments right here on the Doc Washburn Show. But let me just remind you how much we appreciate our clients, our advertisers, for allowing us to do what we do. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize there's such a chip shortage, you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Your Way comes in. Red River Your Way is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online, and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Your Way wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. That's why they've added technology to their website that puts you in complete control of your payment options and allows you to complete the entire purchase process online. But don't worry, Red River experts are still here to help you every step of the way if you have any questions. Red River makes it so easy. As you browse their selection, you'll see each vehicle has a button that says Explore Payment Options on it. Clicking that button guide you through a few easy questions, and then create personalized payment options you have complete control over. All you have to do is adjust your preferences, and all the math happens automatically so you can figure out what monthly payment works best for your budget. Red River Your Way makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door no matter where you live, RedRiverYourWay.com. You will be glad you did. We talk a lot about pushing back against the overreach of the federal government. 
What better example would there be than Obamacare? Are you like most Americans? Did Obamacare, the so-called Affordable Care Act, make your health care more expensive? Does your health insurance premium feel like a second mortgage? Does your sky-high deductible prevent you from going to the doctor? Do your sky-high co-pays keep you from going to the doctor? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need to go to a website called MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. When you click on MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, you see the big, bold letters, Affordable Plans. Save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. And then that big, beautiful red button that says Schedule Call Now. You click on the red button, you book a free consultation with my friend Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage, and he also makes sure that your personalized health coverage gives you a plan that doesn't force you to cover things like abortion, horrible things which would deeply offend your deeply held religious beliefs. MyFamilyHealthPlan.com, affordable plans, save 30 to 50% on premiums, personalized health coverage, low to no deductible, no co-pays. Click the big red button, schedule a call now, book a free consultation with Art Wilborn. He makes sure there are no gaps in your coverage. Save money on your insurance at MyFamilyHealthPlan.com. All right, let me ask you this. Does your financial advisor take the time to listen and get to know you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situations change? When you work with Jonathan Presswood, he focuses on what's important to you. He uses an established process to help you achieve your unique goals, whether that's preparing for retirement, making your money last in retirement, planning your estate or inheritance, preparing for the unexpected, or anything else, Jonathan Presswood can help. Now, what should you do if you leave a job and have a 401K or other retirement plan? Or if you're getting close to retirement or already in retirement? Call my friend, Jonathan Presswood, today. He'll help you create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And he'll partner together with you to help your strategy stay on track no matter what life throws at you. Listen, we can all dream of having a perfect retirement, but how many of us will actually experience it? No matter where you are today, Jonathan Presswood is offering a free retirement analysis to figure out where you'd like to be and what it will take to get you there. And there's no obligation. Contact Jonathan Presswood, a financial advisor with Edward Jones Investments, today at 501 503-4844. Again, that's 501-303-4844. Don't wait. Call Jonathan Presswood today at 501-303-4844. Now, if you're like me, you can't remember phone numbers, go to our website, docwashburnshow.com. Just click on the link to Jonathan Presswood at Edward Jones. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. All right, we got so much more. I have the latest article here from Julie Kelly over at amgreatness.com, American Greatness. FBI kidnapping caper was flagrant election interference. This dropped over the weekend. Subtitle, the only people pushing to do something big before Election Day resided in the J. Edgar Hoover building in Washington, D.C. So here's what she says. On October 8th, 2020, Michigan Governor 
Gretchen Whitmer announced shocking news. Federal authorities had arrested several men for conspiring to kidnap and possibly kill her before Election Day. After indulging in a moment of self-pity, Governor Whitmer quickly pinned the blame on President Trump, a man with whom Whitmer had engaged in a very public feud throughout 2020 over pandemic-related lockdowns. Now remember, um, Governor Whitmer is the governor who put out an executive order saying you couldn't go to Walmart, Lowe's, or Home Depot and buy seeds to plant stuff in your garden. Yeah. That, Governor Whitmer. Anyway. Um, Trump, Whitmer claimed, fueled the rage of alleged white supremacists and right-wing militias responsible for the dastardly abduction plot. In a televised speech, Governor Whitmer said, when our leaders meet with, encourage, or fraternize with domestic terrorists, they legitimize their actions and they are complicit. Earlier that day, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, also a Democrat, and officials from the U.S. Department of Justice detailed the charges in a separate press conference. Andrew Burge, Assistant U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Michigan, said, Last night, the FBI and Michigan State Police arrested six individuals charged in a criminal complaint with conspiring to kidnap the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. Burge claimed the defendants plotted to kidnap Whitmer from her vacation cottage before the November election. His office took the lead in prosecuting the six defendants, who also faced weapons of mass destruction charges. Exactly 18 months to the day, Burge's prosecutors suffered a humiliating defeat in a Grand Rapids courtroom after a jury acquitted two of the men and deadlocked on the guilt of two others. Now, two defendants had already pleaded guilty and testified for the government during the three-week trial. Despite endless resources and those who testify, pardon me, despite endless resources and favorable rulings by the judge overseeing the case, the government failed to secure a single conviction in what the Justice Department considered one of its largest domestic terror investigations ever. Daniel Harris and Brandon Caserta, over a year and a half in prison, went home to their families on Friday night. See, they've been kept without bail for over a year and a half. Adam Fox, the alleged ringleader, and Barry Croft Jr. remain incarcerated while Burge's office prepares to retry those guys a fool's errand as they didn't know each other prior to the FBI's involvement in this fake plot and they live almost a 1,000 miles apart. Croft resides in Delaware. It's a desperate attempt to save face, regardless of the lives and the principles of justice at stake. Not only were jurors unpersuaded by Burgess prosecutors, the jury instead seemed to believe defense attorneys' arguments that their clients were entrapped by the FBI. At least a dozen FBI undercover agents and informants working out of numerous FBI field offices across the eastern half of the country, 
and at the direction of supervising agents, concocted and funded the sting operation. Dan Chappell, the main informant, compensated at least $60,000 by the FBI for bringing people together as his FBI handler ordered him, took the stand to explain his role. But his testimony was lackluster and ultimately did not convince the jury the men were guilty. The Justice Department and FBI have lots of explaining to do. So, too, does Deputy U.S. Attorney for Western Michigan Andrew Burge. Hundreds of hours of secret recordings and thousands of texts failed to prove what Burge said in his initial press conference. There was no evidence to support his claim that the defendants actually wanted to kidnap the governor before Election Day. After all, if no kidnapping conspiracy or legitimate threat existed, no deadline existed either. The only people pushing to do something big before Election Day resided in the J. Edgar Hoover Building in Washington, D.C. Now, in a redux of the 2016 Trump-Russia collusion farce designed to sabotage Trump before Election Day, the FBI used its powerful resources to again interfere in a presidential election to help the Democrat nominee for president. News of the arrests made national headlines for days. Joe Biden made the most of the political gift to his campaign. In a statement released October 8, 2020, Biden said, there is a through line from President Trump's dog whistles and tolerance of hate, vengeance, and lawlessness to plots such as this one. He is giving oxygen to the bigotry and hate we see on the march in our country. At a campaign stop with Kamala Harris in Arizona later that day, Biden blasted Trump for his alleged coddling of so-called white supremacists and accused the president of breathing oxygen to those who are filled with hate and anger. A week later, in an unhinged tirade of an, at another campaign event in Michigan, Biden continued to blame Trump. He screamed from the stage, All President Trump does is fan the flames of hatred and division in the country. What the hell's the matter with this guy when the president tweeted, Liberate Michigan? That's the call that was heard. That was the dog whistle. Of course, he's lying and he knew it, but anyway. That's Biden for you, right? The media portrayed... Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan, as a victim of Trump's bullying, and Whitmer fully embraced the role in a Washington Post op-ed published October 9th, 2020. Gretchen Whitmer accused Trump of encouraging domestic terrorists. When a sympathetic Chuck Todd interviewed her on Meet the Press several days later and asked her how she was personally coping with this pretend threat against her, Governor Whitmer condemned the president for continuing to criticize your lockdown policies, quote, after a plot to kidnap, put me on trial, and execute me, unquote, was uncovered. She again accused Trump of inciting domestic terrorism, a claim she repeated during an interview with MSNBC's Rachel Maddow on October 21, 2020. Journalists and commentators played their parts, resulting in nonstop negative coverage for the president. Donald Trump related to the plot. Trump walked out of an interview with 60 Minutes host Leslie, Leslie Stahl in late October 2020 after she hounded President Trump for his comments about the Michigan governor. 
wonder if Leslie Stahl uh, is ever going to apologize to Donald Trump. And none other than disgraced FBI chief turned CNN contributor Andrew McCabe, an inside promoter of the Russian collusion hoax, while the FBI in 2016 and 2017 said Trump was responsible for, quote, fomenting this kind of unrest, this sort of division, this sort of violence, unquote. But the FBI's interference in the 2020 election was far more flagrant and effective than what the agency attempted in 2016. Wall-to-wall headlines blaming Trump for the Governor Whitmer plot coincided with early voting across the country, including an unprecedented volume of mail-in ballots. It's impossible to know how the coverage, including Whitmer's nonstop publicity tour and Biden's campaign temper tantrums on the subject influenced voters in swing states such as her own. How could it not? Without suffering any consequences for propagating the Russiagate hoax, the FBI clearly felt emboldened in 2020 to accelerate its election interference chicanery. And if there are no consequences for this egregious operation, Americans can be sure the FBI will try it again soon, like this November. That is Julie Kelly over at amgreatness.com. The article entitled, FBI Kidnapping Caper Was Flagrant Election Interference. And yes, children, yes, it was. Now, before I did a few uh, live endorsement advertisements for some of our advertising clients, I said I was going to, uh, I was going to share with you something from the greatest con artist one of the greatest con artists of our time. Yep. And the thing that I've learned about con artists is that what they believe is never give up the con. Never admit you're lying, in other words. Hillary Rodham Clinton. If I were a betting person right now, I say Trump is going to run again. I mean, he seems to be setting himself up to do that. And if he's not held accountable, then, you know, he he gets to do it again. And he gets to try to squeak through the Electoral College because he's going to have, you know, hand-picked people running elections in critical states. See, they always accuse you of doing what they did. I, I think that could be the end of our democracy. Now. We don't have a democracy. The founders realized democracy was mob rule. We have a representative republic, a constitutional republic. She doesn't care. Not to be too, you know, pointed about it, but I want people to understand that this is a make or break point. If he were once again to be elected president, and if especially he had a Congress that would do his bidding, you will not recognize our country. Yeah, because we'll go back to freedom instead of the slavery that you want under the World Economic Forum. Oh, by the way, speaking of the whole deal with the Governor Whitmer plot, here is Mark Zuckerberg, the top guy at Facebook, on October 28, 2020, talking about that very so-called plot. Over the last four years in particular, we've built closer uh, partnerships with law enforcement and the intelligence community to be able to share those kind of signals. So we're we're doing more of that, including in the case that you mentioned before um, around the the attempted 
a kidnapping of, of, of Governor Whitmer. We, we identified that as a signal to the FBI, um, I think it was about six months ago, uh, when we started seeing some suspicious, some suspicious activity on our platform. And um, there, there's certainly, that's, that's part of our, our routine and, and how we operate. Okay, so Julie Kelly says, so Facebook was in on it. Because there was no suspicious activity on Facebook. FBI tried to talk some knuckleheads into kidnapping Governor Whitmer. There was no plot. The FBI tried to make it a plot. Know what I'm saying? And the guy who was in charge of the FBI field office in Detroit who oversaw the whole thing and was part of the announcement in October when early voting had begun, October 2020. Right after that, they promote him to being in charge of the FBI field office for the Washington, D.C. area. Just in time. Just in time. For the January 6th hoax. Oh, yeah. So Trump did a rally over the weekend in Georgia. And he talked about it. Check it out. And we will, while we're at it, demand justice for the January 6th prisoners and full protection of their civil rights, like was received by Antifa and Black Lives Matter, who murdered people throughout our country. And as you probably have heard, one of the first January 6th trials ended in an extortion and it was a horrible thing what they were doing to people but there was exoneration because they effectively proved that he got waved into the capital by the police remember this nancy pelosi was in charge of the capital you know that right and the mayor of D.C., they were in charge of all security in the Capitol. Remember also that they were offered three days before on January 3rd, 10,000 soldiers or National Guard to protect the Capitol. They turned it down. If they would have accepted that, they're in charge of it. If they, and we offered it. If they would have accepted that, there would have been no January 6th as we know it. And in the quite famous Michigan trial where people were supposedly going to kidnap the very unpopular governor. And it sounded very strange to a lot of people. Two were just found not guilty and two others ended in a hung jury. So there's something going on down there. There's something going on. The radical Democrat Party will do anything to stop our movement, no matter how illegal, immoral, or insane. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they will. He's right on the money there. He's right on the money there. That's exactly what happened. So, they need to release the 14,000 hours of uh, video from January 5th and 6th at the Capitol, don't they? Now, why do you think they don't want to do that? I think I know why. Ah, the FBI. The FBI. 
You know, you keep on hearing, well, it's just the leadership. The rank and file guys are okay. I don't know about that. It's the rank and file guys going out and treating people horribly at 5 o'clock in the morning who haven't done anything wrong. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know an FBI agent. I don't trust any of them. Hey, that's it. I don't trust any of them. No, 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 no. They're the guys who act like we're presumed guilty until we can prove our innocence, right, over and over and over again, right? I'm not making this up. I'm not imagining this. It's outrageous to me. It's absolutely outrageous to me. But I got more. I got Biden coming up talking about guns. Of course, everything he talks about, you know he's lying. Everything he says, you know he's lying. That's that's coming up. Biden coming up. Let me once again express how thankful we are to our advertisers. I want to mention a couple of them to you. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Like my friend Justin Minton. M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton in Benton. Now, Justin's a former insurance adjuster who left the insurance industry to become a private lawyer, founded the Minton Law Firm to help injured people fight against powerful insurance companies and corporations. And he has sure helped me out with the three automobile accidents I've been in since 2019. The Minton Law Firm has a great team of lawyers, including the 2016 Trial Lawyer of the Year and the 2016 Outstanding Young Lawyer of the Year. The insurance companies take Justin Minton and his team of lawyers seriously because they know they can and will take your case to trial if need be. So whether you want to go to trial or settle out of court, it's a really good idea to have a knowledgeable trial attorney on your side. Justin's team aims to bring justice to clients who have been injured and need somebody to stand up for them. No matter what the injury, Justin Minton makes sure the Minton Law Firm always works hard for you. Whether you're in a car wreck, hurt on the job, or you or a loved one is suffering from the carelessness of another, if you're in Arkansas, Justin Minton Law, M-I-N-T-O-N, Minton and Benton, is here to help you. Just call the Minton Law Firm, 501-943-4195, or visit justinmintonlaw.com today. And I'd like to help you with some health issues. You have migraines, neck pain, back pain, vertigo, acid reflux, eczema, problems with your blood sugar, maybe even hay fever. Okay, let's do a little test. Look in the mirror. Does one eye look bigger than the other? Are your eyes off balance? Are your shoulders off balance? Look at a picture of yourself. Are you tilting your head to the left or the right instead of sitting up or standing up straight? The answer to any of these questions is yes. You probably need to get your atlas adjusted. That's how I got rid of my migraines, neck pain, and hay fever. Let me explain to you how it works because it's the best kept secret in American healthcare. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain, restricting your central nervous system's ability to send impulses to the rest of your body. It can affect your respiratory system, reproductive system, circulatory system, even digestive system. And yes, it can cause migraines, neck pain, back pain. 
acid reflux, eczema, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, do yourself a favor. If you're in Arkansas, call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation to see if you need to get your atlas adjusted, because you probably do. If you're outside central Arkansas, go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, and click on Find a Doctor Near You. And I sure hope you can. Okay. I love this part of the show. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by RedRiverYourWay.com. Red River Your Way. Big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom, including your freedom, to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice the way you want to online and have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental United States. Okay. This is the great tweet of the day here. The great uh, podcaster Benny Johnson has one. With an embedded video from MSNBC, Al Sharpton predicts massive landslide for Republicans in midterms as inflation and gas prices soar to record highs. Says Democrats are doomed. So this is the tweet of the day. But if all those employed people can't buy groceries, we have a serious but that's problem. That's table, too. It's kitchen yes, table, yeah. but Mika, it's more than just messaging. It's more than whether or not Democrats have a slogan that says well, Democrats deliver. It's what are we actually going to do to intervene to try to lower prices, lower inflation, until people see that happen and feel it in their pocketbooks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't it's think not the a messages message matter. Problem. Sometimes it's a problem problem. It's a problem problem. Exactly. Because let's remember that all of this happened while the Democrats were in power. You told us to put you in power, who put you in power, and now I can't afford the life I'm living. You've got to tell me how you're going to deal with that, because I put you in power there to Joe, understand me, old- not to preach to me. Joe, but if all those... <laughs> it was about to start over again. That's it, fam. Not even going to lie. That's it. That's it right there. Okay. I mean... What a better note to go out on. I got to get down to Camden, the Red Habanero uh, restaurant at 6 p.m. So we got to take off. You've been listening to episode 126 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a terribly messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier the 10th. And that's the way it is. Monday, April 10th, 2022.